You've landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast and wherever you are in the world, from Cairo to Canberra, Caracas, Castries, Kizinau, Colombo, Conakry and Copenhagen and all places in between, welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe, I'm the Lonely Diplomat and I have a site, thelonelydiplomat.com, which is all about supporting, serving challenging and inspiring diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life as they live the highs and lows of their diplomatic life. It's I'm so pleased that you're here uh, and whether you are watching on YouTube or you're listening through your favorite podcast provider, welcome. It's just great to have you here. This episode is episode 36 uh, of the Lonely Diplomat podcast. And we're going to be having, well, frankly, a really tough conversation in this episode. And I have been thinking long and hard about this, uh, my response to, um, to the topic that we're going to be talking about, which is about marriage infidelity. And the only way that I can do this is to do this in a kind and honest way. One of the things, if you're a regular um, listener or, or and, and listener of the podcast and reader of my blog, is that I don't shy away from having these tough conversations and or, or conversations about tough topics. And my advice that I give often is uh, that no conversation or there's no no nothing that can't be improved or, or, or no topic that can't be can't be discussed if we approach it with kindness and honesty and that starts within ourselves uh, and then uh, is that kindness and honesty is shared with other people now that doesn't mean that these conversations are easier doesn't they're difficult conversations and they're difficult topics for a reason but within my own life listener and viewer i can say with my hand on my heart that kindness and honesty becomes a superpower when we don't know if not a superpower or a way forward when we don't know how to start these conversations and when it comes to something uh, like a topic like marriage infidelity, it can feel that um, that that this 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 is such a taboo topic. It's such a personal and private topic that you know we don't talk about it. And yes, yes, undeniably, it is a personal and uh, and and private topic that is unique to the parties involved. And that's not what we're going to do today. We're not going to unstitch and and dissect um, uh, the issue of marriage infidelity that was shared with me by one of you, my awesome global audience. And before I go on, I do want to express my extreme gratitude and say how humbled I am for the trust displayed in me, placed in me, um, uh, when sharing this issue with me. While this is a private uh, and personal matter between the parties involved, 
they are certainly not the only people who live the diplomatic life who go through it. And that's the, that's the lens through which I'm looking at this issue today. Um, that while like it is private, it is not for public dissection, the, the, the details of, um, of marriage infidelity, they're not alone. Certainly they are not alone. There are, I mean, how, how can we possibly quantify how many um, couples who live the diplomatic life are unfaithful? How can we possibly, you know, people don't respond uh, in surveys on a survey monkey or, you know, on, on, on social media. It's like, yes, yes, I'm, I cheat. Um, and, you know, my, my other half doesn't know about it. So what happens in the absence of fact, stories fill the void. And stories generally in this instance become, come from gossip. And so when we do engage on a serious topic, such as marriage infidelity, um, we tend to engage with it quietly and in shame, ruled by shame. We gossip. We, we you know, we, we at once want the juicy details, but then fear, fear, like we are, we are attracted and repulsed by it. We want the juicy details, but then we, 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 we fear others talking about our relationship and we, we can fear the state of our relationship which then just sort of perpetuates that shame spiral. Not here, not at The Lonely Diplomat. That's not what I do. That's not what we do here and that's not what I'm here for. Because with kindness and honesty, we can talk about anything in this forum. I can, you can share anything with me um, uh, and through my mentoring services. So with all of that in mind, with kindness and honesty in mind, uh, I want to proceed with the rest of the conversation um, in this episode. So I'm going to share with you some of the details uh, and um, to, to set the scene, but know that all all the details have been edited to focus on the issue and to avoid the parties being identified. Okay, the important thing is to talk about the issue and, and to give you something to think about if you are in a relationship or if you are a human who is living the diplomatic life and humans need relationships um, to feel that we are seen, that we are heard and that we belong. Romantic, platonic, we need to feel that connection. So all the, all the details have been edited um, to protect the privacy of the parties involved. We're going to be talking about the, the issue, not the salacious details. So the person who shared this with me, uh, she is a posted diplomat. Uh, she is senior and has a very important job um, at a diplomatic mission. Uh, and she found out that uh, her husband, who is accompanying her, was having an affair. Um, and 
the couple is going to therapy, uh, which is a great thing. Uh, and um, because she is senior and because she occupies a senior position in, um, in a diplomatic mission and has a very important, big leadership job within, within the mission, she said that she is putting on a brave face. Um, and which I, I'm imagining involves making it look like nothing is, is, is going on uh, and that everything is fine. And she did share with me that 2020 was stressful enough. 2020 was like, just, you know, just had so much in it already. Uh, and then this was um, added to... Um, to to the to the cluster, <laughs> to to the awfulness um, of twenty twenty. So those those are what we're that's that's sort of setting the scene. And without doubt, this is tough. This is tough. And and you listener, you viewer on YouTube, are likely doing what I did and sitting back and thinking about relationships thinking about past relationships, thinking about current relationships um, and and internalizing what happened and may even be feeling, you know, uh, our own internal shame spiral. If that's you, let's just notice that. Let's just notice that shame spiral uh, and acknowledge it for what it is. And, and we are seeking to protect ourselves from something that's very difficult. That's what a shame spiral is. Um, and knowing that we're not alone in, in going through these, uh, descending these shame spirals, enduring a shame storm, um, uh, and knowing the power of kindness and honesty, we're going to take a step forward after acknowledging that shame spiral and the shame storm within us. And I'm profoundly gra- grateful I'm profoundly grateful for the courage that the audience member displayed in sharing that with me, sharing her experience with me. When we live the diplomatic life, as we know, and this has been the the content, the the, the, the subject of um, of a a blog um, back in. Um, I think February 2019 and a podcast we're always on we're always on and even when we're at home um, you know uh, we, we, are, we are just always on we are never not representing our country when we are on a diplomatic posting that applies to the third secretary as much as it applies to the ambassador. One is just more public than the other. But we are always on. And when, when we are always on, we are always at work. And the diplomatic life, that fact that we are always on, places unique stresses on a relationship, absolutely unique stresses of a relation on a relationship, um, and it's important to acknowledge that as fact. And this isn't 
the normal life where you know work can be left at the office and you get your your weekends um, uh, and evenings uh, entirely free of work interruptions. The entire reason that we are living the diplomatic life is because it's work. And in many respects, um, the feeling that work owns us is real. It, that, that the feeling becomes fact because really it is fact. Work owns us. And not only works, uh, not only does work own the post diplomat, the work owns the rest of the family, the family unit, the, the accompanying significant other, children if they're, they're, um, if, that, if, if, if there are children involved. That is, I maintain, um, a cause a, or at, uh, at least a contributing factor into many of us who live the diplomatic life feeling isolated and alone because we, we must put on our mask and suit up um, and put on, in my instance, you know, put on my work glasses um, as opposed to my fun glasses um, and, uh, and, and leave our house being, um, being the, the, the representative of our country. Doing that for many years, doing that for any period of time, years or otherwise, can lead us to feel entirely normally isolated and alone because we are, it's exhausting projecting an image uh, into the world that we have all of our shit together all the time. Uh, because it's just not true. It's not true. It's humanly impossible. As awesome a human as those who are diplomats and live the, live the diplomatic life are, we're still human. We're still human, subject to the human condition. So what concerns me about this is that there is a brave face being put on. And that is surely, surely, surely exhausting. And not only uh, is, is the, the, the loneliness and the isolation concerning from, you know, um, having to put a brave face on, you know, and, we, and, and putting a brave face on is understandable because not everybody in our lives, in our office, in, you know, wider social circles has earned the right to hear what's going on in our lives. Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying uh, in the slightest. But I think we just need to acknowledge the, the, the putting a face on, putting a mask on, the pretending that everything's fine, that, it, that we've got all of our shit sorted is exhausting. And is a key contributor to to feeling lonely and isolated. Also, for the accompanying significant other, that is also a contributing factor. That you know we are seen, and this is this is something that my friend Georgie Ryan shared in episode two of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, and in her awesome blog post. Um, uh, Diplomatic Spouses of the World Unite, which I published back in, in February 2019, that even the spouse, even the accompanying significant other is on, is the representative of the country, um, and indeed is often the more visible in the community representative, um, unpaid, unpaid representative of that country's government. So the diplomatic, uh, the diplomat goes to work at the diplomatic mission, but the spouse becomes the diplomat spouse going to the supermarket, 
going to, you know, living, living life in the community and often is far more visible. And that comes with stresses. That comes with stresses above and beyond what, what, what we could reasonably expect uh, couples who don't live the diplomatic life um, to, uh, to, to confront and, and endure. And unless we, we've lived that, unless we have lived that, the theory um, remains conceptual. But when, when that theory becomes our lived reality, we, we have such a, a, an understanding of what that stress means. And so if you haven't been, if you, if you are a diplomat and live the diplomatic life, but haven't yet been on a posting, then I, I, I wish that I could in, um, translate this feeling to you. But there is just this underlying expectation um, that, you know, you, you, you somehow, you know, become you plus you plus your work, you plus your spouses, your significant others' work. And because we, we can feel whichever position we are in in the relationship, whichever, um, uh, you know, if we're the post-diplomat or the accompanying significant other, feeling isolated, feeling alone is feeling isolated and feeling alone. Um, we're not going to get into competitive loneliness. Uh, who, who deserves to be more lonely in this situation? Loneliness is loneliness is loneliness. And previous content has made my thoughts on that very, very clear. The issue here, however, that we need to keep in mind, and I ask you kindly and honestly to keep in mind, is that humans need to feel seen. Humans need to feel heard and humans need to feel that we belong to something beyond us. And where we don't feel seen, where we don't feel heard, where we don't feel that we belong, we will look for it in ways even if it harms us, even if it harms those most important to us. So that might be, might include um, uh, looking, looking for fulfillment in the arms of another person outside of our relationship. That might be looking for that sense of belonging, that sense of being heard and, and, and seen, that feeling of anything might be being searched for at the bottom of a glass. It might be, you know, in, in the consumption of um, a prescription or illicit uh, um, substances. It might be, you know, exercise. It might be done from work. It might be, you know, in times when we could um, travel it might be whatever, shopping, gambling, whatever your vice is, whatever your vice is, generally those kind of addictions are um, from trying to feel something and trying to feel that we are seen, heard and that we belong is a powerful driver and we feel disconnected and so we try to connect to something in a way that is not 
that doesn't serve us and certainly doesn't serve the people that we love the most. I've flagged that there is a lot of content already on thelonelydiplomat.com about the challenges that diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life, be they um, uh, a, a male spouse, a female spouse, a same-sex spouse, a child, um, all face. Um, and there's lots of content already, both in, in podcast and as a blog. And I, I invite you to go and review those and listen to those. Because there's some awesome content in there. There's some fantastic conversations that I've had with people like Georgie, like Jacqueline Bendorf, um, like Kevin Hunting, um, and uh, a, a, a an interview that I, I had uh, with Simon, who wrote on being a male diplomatic spouse. But one of the things that comes through in each and every um uh, uh, blog and podcast on this topic is the issue that underlines all of this is a sense of worth and that when you are a, um, a, a significant other uh, um, a, a accompanying a diplomat and you have lost your sense of worth uh, you can really struggle during, uh, during your diplomatic life. If you derive your sense of worth from what you do, you can really struggle. And until we derive our sense of worth from who we are, who we are is portable. Who we are is easily, because um, wherever we are in the world, there we are. But if we derive our sense of worth, our value, our, our see ourselves as, as our job first and foremost, and we're not doing that job anymore, we can really struggle, really, really struggle with our sense of worth. I promise you, I promise you that while making that switch from what you do and deriving your sense of worth from what you do to who you are is really hard it's really really difficult it's emotionally um uh it's emotionally difficult and there's a reason that most of us don't do it it's because it's so hard but i promise you that while it is hard you don't do it alone nor is it never not worth it it is always worth it because the sense of comfort the sense of being, I, I, I guess, confident in being who you are. No matter what you're doing, you are who you are. And being who you are um, at work, at home, in the community, wherever it is, that's, that, that can't be bought. But you have to earn that. You have to work to it. So there's a couple of things that I want to say here um, is that I'm not an expert on relationships. Like, like yep, I'm, I'm in a relationship. Uh, I've um, been in a relationship that has ended um, and I'm in the business of living my diplomatic life um, uh, as well as you are. And that in, um, I derive great uh, support 
inspiration from the work of Esther Perel. Um, and they'll put a link in the episode description, both on YouTube and, and for this podcast. And she's an expert on relationships and affairs, not how to have an affair, but how to recover from having an affair. And she maintains um, through, I think it was a TED talk, um, that uh, working through with kindness and honesty, the working through with help of a um, of a relationship counselor, um, the, the 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 reasons for and the impact of an extramarital affair or an affair outside of a relationship um, can actually then make the relationship stronger. The relationship will always be different. Will always be different. It's never going to go back to how it was. But the relationship can actually be made stronger. Um, and also, I can't, I, I, I can't recommend the work um, of uh, Mark Groves. Um, so he's got a site called Create the Love, um, which is on, um, on, on social media. And he has some outstanding advice. And it's from him that I, um, I got the, the concept of kindness and honesty. Um, and he, he just has some fantastic advice on worth, our own self-worth in a relationship, and what we, knowing our self-worth, what we will and will not tolerate in a relationship. So Esther Perel, Mark Groves, there's going to be links to that in the, uh, in the episode description. Cannot recommend them enough. But back to the scenario, there are absolutely no winners in this scenario. There is absolutely no winners. There are only broken, hurt people who need to feel broken, who need to feel hurt. And nobody, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. I just, I'm concerned as a human, concerned as someone who has lived the diplomatic life, who, who has been the posted diplomat, who has um, accompanied uh, a diplomat on two diplomatic postings. I, I, I really feel in that, that comment of having to put on a brave face because people depend on you, that goes straight to the core of the issue. I was about to say what's wrong there, but I just want to um, honour the courage and bravery that it takes to show up when you're feeling, show up and perform show up and lead, show up and be um, when you're feeling completely devastated within yourself. That, oh my, I'm in awe of that courage. I'm in awe of that courage. I just took a very deep breath there for a very good reason. Because I want to... Um, uh, address the man in this scenario. And I don't intend to shame him. Without doubt, he's feeling enough shame um, without me uh, pontificating and, and prophesizing um, behind a microphone uh, um, here in, in Wellington. He doesn't need that making like he's he's feeling bad enough possibly feeling bad enough um uh about himself 
now. But you have an opportunity here. Speaking directly to, to the man. You have an opportunity here to show up. To acknowledge that you made a mistake and to show up. Because I'm going to say that there were multiple points in the path to having an affair. There were multiple points where you could have thrown out the anchor and stopped. And stopped and arrested the, 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 the slide into what may have felt like, you know, an, an inevitable uh, conclusion of, of having the affair. And those points where you could have thrown out the anchor involved you having a hard and uncomfortable conversation. And in your way, you may have thought you were having hard and uncomfortable conversations. It may have just sort of been a, or started the, a, 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 a tough and uncomfortable conversation by, you know, um, leaving something unsaid or saying something cryptically in, in the hope that that was picked up and it wasn't picked up because it was so subtle. And you weren't clear or whatever it is, but, but you avoided, you avoided, almost without doubt, you avoided having the tough conversation. So to you, kindness and honesty, to you, you, the guy who had the affair, to you, the listener who is having an affair or is finding yourself on that um, being attracted to someone outside of your relationship, where it's not condoned within the relationship, you are avoiding having those tough conversations. So my gift to you, my suggestion to you is learn how to have kind and honest conversations. And you have kind and honest conversations by getting uncomfortable, by getting vulnerable. But you got yourself into a situation uh, where you were having an affair and you got caught. And it's only when you got caught that you then said, I need help. Like, really? Really? What's with that? What's with that? And why do we men do that? Why do we get into such situations, you know, be it, you know, an extramarital affair or, you know, any kind of situation. And then, you know, when we get caught, we're like, oh, God. Really sorry, 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 sorry. I'll make it up, I'll make it up, I'll make it up. No, no. It's because we want to avoid those tough, vulnerable conversations. And this isn't the exclusive domain of men. This isn't the exclusive domain of men. And this is, the, this is a human aspect. This is a human trait, I've got no doubt. But in my work, in my work, um, uh, in, being, uh, in doing coaching work, um, with uh, my friend, uh, coach and mentor, Mike Campbell, for his uh, Everyday Legends Academy program, I see this all the time, all the time, that we men are terrified of our own humanity. We are terrified of our own vulnerability. So I'm going to say this with kindness and honesty, but I'm going to say this very directly. Man, oh, sorry, I... I Fair swear warning here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so if there are youngies around, um, then cover them and, and just for the next few seconds. But this is back directly to the men listening who 
uh, in this situation. Man the fuck up. Swearing done now. You might think that being a man is all about having everything sorted and not needing help. You might think that, you know, uh, being a man and, and, you know, completely understandably because society can tell us that this is how men act, is that, you know, you're only a man when you can sort yourself out and still have capacity to, to like, being everything, being all things to yourself all of the time and then having capacity to be all things to everybody else around you all the time. That is a little... That is the behaviour of a little boy pretending to be a man, hoping that that's what being man enough is. For me and in my work uh, with men... Um, being a man is to be vulnerable. Being vulnerable is a requirement to having the tough conversations. Being vulnerable is the requirement to being honest. Being honest with yourself first and foremost. And the courage, the courage that it takes a human full stop, but the courage that it takes a man in many of our societies to admit to ourselves, let alone to others, that we don't have everything sorted, the courage that that requires is immense. And I will respect that. I will honor that. I will celebrate it um, uh, any day of the week at all hours of the day. Because that is really bloody hard to do. So if you if you are listening and you're a man and you find yourself in this situation or a similar situation, let me introduce you to my friend, coach and mentor, Mike Campbell. Reach out to me and I can, I can um, hook you up. He did. He does. He did with me. He, and, and I help him with other men to work through themselves, to get over themselves, to get beyond the stories that they're telling, um, that we tell ourselves about what we should be. And get us to what we are and then put us into the world. That, that takes so much courage. That to me is what being a man is. None of this f- stupid alpha male bravado bullshit. None of that. But actually having the courage to be vulnerable, having the courage to have those tough conversations with kindness and, on- and honesty with ourselves and with those most important to us. Can you be courageous and reach out for that help and support that is just a text, just an email away? Can you do that? 
I'm not sure as I wrap this up. Um, I'm not sure if this has been helpful um, to the situation, but this it, it's not my intention to fix the issue between that couple. That's for the couple to fix in the way that works for them. My aim, as I said, was to have a kind and honest conversation that you, who is not a party to, um, to what's going on in that particular relationship, but you can extrapolate into your own lived experience, your own relationship. And I know that that couple, that that couple is not alone. I just know it. I know it. You know it too. Um, but there are so many couples and potentially even you who are in that situation. And so, as is the case with many of the topics that I cover here on The Lonely Diplomat, is that um, we are like things only improve when we have kind and honest and open conversations that are ruled with empathy. Uh, and because that's how things change when we when we keep it behind closed doors when we let shame rule our responses and gossip and 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 you know fear within ourselves oh thank god that wasn't me um that that's that that's not helpful indeed that can be harmful particularly the gossip and relationship stuff is so juicy and gossipy anyway but oh my god it's toxic so toxic so let's have that kind and honest conversation this diplomatic life is hard enough on the diplomat. This diplomatic life is hard on the accompanying significant other. Be you man, woman, um, however you identify, uh, it's hard enough. So why would we? Why would we not want to engage in a, in, in a constructive way on the issues that really matter to us? If you've got a question for me, if you've got a comment, feedback on this uh, on this episode or any other episode, please do send me a message. Um, send me an email, admin at thelonelydiplomat.com. If you've got a question for me that you'd like to, to cover, an issue that you'd like me to cover on subsequent episodes of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, again, send me an email, admin at thelonelydiplomat.com. Or reach out to me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, and YouTube. I think that's it. Um, I am a creature of social media uh, and please know that a like, a comment, a share um, or indeed a follow or subscribe um, uh, really does help. No, uh, spread the word of uh, my work so other diplomats and those that live the diplomatic life know that they're not alone in living the highs and lows of this diplomatic life and if you want me in your corner if if you feel that we've got a special connection um, uh, that i would love i would love it if you want me in your corner uh, to help you as you live your diplomatic life um, and if you would like that for yourself, consider becoming or just become a member of the Lonely Diplomat. 
And if you become a minister level member of The Lonely Diplomat, you can have me in your corner through a a mentoring call, a one-hour mentoring call every three months. Uh, And if you want me, uh, I want to have a a one-on-one conversation with me every month, um, join to become a ambassador level member. All the details are on thelonelydiplomat.com. You can't miss it. It's like right on the top of the page, become a member uh, and there's all the information there and feel free to shoot me an email if you want. Also on there, there's details of if you just want one only um, mentoring call with me, there's there's details on and, and links on how to book and, and booking that. Anyway, that's it from me today. Um, I feel like I, I need to go and just practice some self-care. That was a tough episode. Not quite sure how you experienced, but but for me that was that was really um, that was a not confronting episode, but that was a a, a a tough conversation to to have. So I'm going to go and make myself a cup of tea uh, and uh, and just be kind myself kind to myself for a little while. Anyway why don't you go and do the same? Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me today. Um, And until next time, be awesomely and humanly you, because the world really does need more you. All sounds used are freeware in the public domain. All views expressed in this episode are my own and do not reflect any official position. I am not a licensed mental health professional. I encourage you to seek the services of a licensed mental health professional if the content of this episode challenged you beyond your current capacity to mentally, emotionally and or physically respond yourself. Thanks for listening.